Today, the church celebrates the feast of the birth of Our Lady. But as you can see, that the church wished to ground immediately in the word of God, the genealogy of Joseph and Mary, genealogy that goes back all the way from Abraham on. Yes, there's many names here, many names sometimes, maybe not that simple to, to pronounce, but the names of real people, real men and women of faith. They were not always faithful, and yet they were men and women who gave the, the genealogy, the, the, the life of Joseph and Mary. That's what we have. It's a historical grounding. It's a grounding in history. You know, it's not one of those concocted myths. It's a reality. They're real human beings from Abraham and Jacob and Isaac. And, and then we have David and, and Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. We have, we have all those people who are real historical figures. And yet what we have here before us is God's plan of salvation. That's what we have here. God's plan of salvation. This is what he wished. We cannot speak about Mary outside outside of the plan of salvation which God the Father prepared for all eternity for us. It is a plan of salvation. There's no way to speak of Our Lady because she's in, inseparably united with Jesus, with the life of our Lord, the second person of the Holy Trinity with the Incarnation. There's no way. We can speak of great devotion today. We can speak of people who are like, how many times I have seen for three or four days, maybe longer, people who walk on foot for the celebration of May 13th or October 13th in Fatima. We see people who are walking on foot for weeks before the, to the Shrine of Our Lady in Chestovo or other places, in Mexico as well. To honor Our Lady, we see the pilgrimages going to Lourdes and, and places where she appeared to honor her. Yes, we can speak of that, but we have to always remember that we have to go back to the very origins of what the Lord God, the Father, wished and desired for her to be, to be the mother of the Son of God, to be the mother of the Redeemer, to be the mother of the one who initiated a new creation for us. This is what we have before us. So when we celebrate the Feast of Our Lady, we celebrate the life and the mission of her son. It is interesting how the, the Catechism of the Catholic Church writes about our Blessed Mother. As you know, the Catholic, the Catechist combines. It's a summary of our faith. And so, it treats Our Lady in the first place under the paragraph called through the, uh, through the uh, creed. As you know, when we recite the creed, it's Sunday. And then there's a, there's a phrase where it says, and, and, she, and he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. So the Catechism of the Catholic Church wants to expound. What does it mean? What does that phrase mean? Uh, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. 
And so first of all, just a word conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Annunciation to Mary, and that's paragraph 484. The Annunciation to Mary inaugurates the fullness of time. Because as you know, in the fullness of time, the word became flesh, the fullness of time. We have God who becomes one of us to manifest the Father's love, to manifest the Father's life, plans for us. This is what, what uh, the incarnation is all about, so that we may see in human way the Father's love, that we may see and experience the Father's care through the care of his Son, to hear the Father's voice, the voice of the Son. So in that fullness of time, we have the gift of the birth of the Son. So the, the Annunciation to Mary inaugurates the fullness of time, the time of the fulfillment of God's promises and preparations. Mary was invited to conceive him in whom the whole fullness of deity would dwell in bodily form. The divine response to her question, how can this be since I not know man was given by the power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. So the Catholic Catechism begins with the Annunciation because it has to do with the birth of the Son, the preparations for the birth. The mission of the Holy Spirit is always conjoined in order to that of the Son. So the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, is sent to sanctify the womb of the Virgin Mary and divinely fecundate it. We give it, uh, give it power, causing her to conceive the eternal Son of the Father in a humanity drawn by, uh, from her own. So the Father's only begotten Son, conceived as a man in a womb of the Virgin, is the Christ. He is the Messiah, the one that was, was longed for. He is the anointed by the Holy Spirit from the beginning of his human existence through the manifestation of the fact that this takes place progressively, as we can see how it unfolds, both history as we read, how God prepared humanity to welcome the Son of God. So this is what we have. He's born of the Virgin Mary. God sent forth his Son, but to prepare the, a body for him, he wanted to, he wanted the free cooperation of a creature. So from this moment on, from all eternity, God chose for the mother of his son, a daughter of Israel, a young Jewish woman of Nazareth in Galilee, a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So this is what we have throughout the Old Testament. The mission of many holy women prepared it, as we know. We read some of the names, beautiful names from the Old Testament as being women of faith that prepared for the coming of the Son of God. But we have more. It is God who wishes cooperation with a human person. You see, I have to tell you, this is one of those things that I had sometimes hard to comprehend predestined and yet free to say yes. Have you ever watched, you know, a movie maybe on, on John Paul's life or so, or even any religious community? The people gather, the bishops, cardinals gather and they elect. And they elect a person. But just because they elect it, he does not have to be. 
because they ask that person, do you accept the election? And that person has to say yes. If that person says no, the election did not take place. So on one hand, we have predestination. God has prepared this daughter of Israel, as the scripture says, but she has to say yes. He prepared her for it. He prepared her by giving him the freedom because she was preserved from the original sin. So that means she was able to be free, completely free, because when we're sinners, we're not free. We're bound by our own broken, disordered emotions. She received the freedom, the Immaculate Conception, is be preserved from the original sin in view of the sufferings of her son. She received that freedom to say yes, complete freedom. This is how God wishes us as he asked her, do you accept? And she immediately, as being a smart young woman, said, how is it possible? I don't, I'm not living with a guy. I'm not living with a man. I'm not. How is it possible? And the angel, Archangel Gabriel, on behalf of God the Father, says, the power of the Holy Spirit will overcome you and you will conceive and bear a son, the Son of God. So she was both preserved from the original sin in view of that great gift that she may be able to, to say yes freely, to be truly holy, to be free and immaculate without blemish, to be the worthy mother of the Son of God. And then what we have here, uh, not only is the, she's preserved from the original sin from her conception, but look what God is doing for her. The Archangel Gabriel speaks to her as someone who's full of grace, someone who is prepared for this moment to say yes and acknowledge, let it be done to me according to your word is the response of the Blessed Mother. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. I'm a, I'm a servant. I'm an instrument. I'm servant of the, of the mysteries of God. And this is why it is, these are powerful, not only, um, you know, statements of truth, but also this is an invitation for us, invitation how we can say, yes, let it be done to me according to your word, whatever it is, giving God permission God's true permission to act in our lives according to his wishes and wills. And his will is that we will be saved, we'll be happy. His will is that we'll be able to participate in the love of God. This is that type of invitation that God gave to Blessed Mother, and he's inviting us the same way, that we may be able to say like her, not to be afraid, although sinners as we are, limited in our freedom at times we are because we are broken. And yet we have received a gift through baptism, the capacity to say yes, the capacity to receive grace. We have received this capacity. So we are also, also invited to say yes to our Lord and our God. Let it be done to me according to your word, because espousing the divine will for salvation wholeheartedly without a single single restraint within us accomplishes, just like the grace was accomplished in her. She was able to conceive and bear a son. And for us to say yes to God means we also are welcoming the Son of, of God into our hearts, that he will be born in our hearts, will be born 
in, in the very depths of who we are, that we may imitate, that we may share his glory, that we may share his life. And so Blessed Mother received the responsibility and duty to be the Divine Mother, Mother of God, the Mother of Jesus. But as the Eastern Church, with great reflection, called it the Theotokos, the Mother of God, the God-bearer. And because Jesus is not only Son of hers, but Son of God. In his humanity, he received that, that humanity from Our Lady. But in a, that divinity, which is his from the very beginning as a Son of God, was always there because he is a Son of, of, the, of God, the only begotten Son of God, always with God. So there's a mystery known as the hypostatic union, that theologically is a union of, of, the, 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 of the personal union within. within the Lord Jesus. We have the divine and human Son, divine and human, not mixed, not, not somehow broken into parts, but totally human, totally divine. And she is the mother of this divine Son. Mary remained virgin. The church teaches how. She was totally pure in every way. Her, the gift of her son was uh, being overshadowed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the church says that she remained virgin, totally open, totally pure, to, only to God. No, in no other way. Because, and she remained faithful to the very end. Mary's motherhood and God's plan for us. In the fullness of time, God gave us his son, born of a virgin, born of a woman, under law. But what did he wish to do? God sent his only son that all who believe in him may have life. And this is why it's so important. We honor her because of what God is preparing for all of us, as hum for all humanity. He is giving us the gift of, of new life, regenerated humanity, humanity destined to be holy and immaculate, like her. This is what God wishes. This is why she continues to work on our behalf. This is why she appears, calling us back. Remember, there's God. Remember that you were created by God. Remember that you're destined for that glory that only God can give. Remember to turn back away from things that you have trapped yourself in sin, that you may remember and turn back because you have something great to receive, something extraordinary to receive. Because we were sort of kind of limited in our capacity to understand what God has prepared for those who love him. And yet this is what God is doing. He gave us this gift to Mary, and she is reminding us in an ongoing way Every generation will, will, will be uh, reminded through, through the life of Our Lady, because every time we celebrate Christmas, we know what takes place. Every time we come to Eucharist to celebrate Mass, we hear, we hear God's Word being given to us, instructing us in ways of holiness, in ways of fidelity, in ways of knowledge. You know, the world today, it really has become so impoverished. 
Yes, we, we are great in technological capacities to use all the wonderful inventions. You know, the, the, the smart phones, the smart, all these things which are incredible. The games, we have all kinds of things. We are very, very gifted that way. But one thing is we have impoverished ourselves because we are lacking faith. Because the world today is filling us, filling our awareness with, with all kinds of stuff except God accept the truth, accept who we are, which means we as Christians have to be more attentive. We have to seek ways of, of hearing God's word again, because we can use those smartphones. We can use those in, in, incredible things which are available instead of junk. There's great things. There are great conferences, teachings. We are, everything is available to us, you know, at the fingertips. But what do we use it for? What do we use for? I, have, I see so many young people, not so young anymore, playing those stupid games. I have never seen anything like it in my whole life. Every time I go on a fly right now, before it used to be one or two or three people, you know, because, you know, take a flight to Europe, and what you do is you get up for, go to a restroom or something, and you go, especially if you're sitting up front, and you see everybody's playing these games, stupid games, or watching something. You know, maybe I'm a little too critical, but, what a waste of time. What a waste of time. Just because you get a little stars, you want these many numbers, whatever it is, it's, it's pointless. Maybe it keeps our brain attentive, but I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure because it's all mechanical. God is asking us to come again, to, to celebrate like today, celebrate this feast and come to know more deeply what God has prepared for those who love him, who accept him what God has prepared for all those, for all humanity. And this is one, one of those incredible things that God wishes everyone to participate and share in his divine life, divinity. And we only grasp when we pray. We only grasp when we meditate. We only grasp, even though not completely, but at least partially, we enter. And that's when the communion, the relationship with God becomes to grow and we sense the awareness of God's presence in us, aware of the Holy Spirit's inspirations because we hear it, otherwise we don't hear because we're so, there's so much noise that somebody whispers our name we don't even hear. And God is whispering our name, come, I want you to be my son, my daughter. I want you to participate in a life which I wish to give to you, which you'll never be able to grasp by your creation. This being created, yes, we're physically and materially attentive to what our needs are because we're attentive to our bodily needs sleep and eat and food whatever maybe type of recreation or whatever work but this gift goes beyond and that's why we celebrate this special feast day and we ask our lady to help us to intercede for us to remind us of our lord is to remind us that we are to receive the eucharist today that we see we are to receive the son of god whom she bore in her womb that she knew, that she lived with, that she guided, that she experienced, that she cooperated in that unfolding of the mystery of life of God in us. And today we not only celebrate with joy, hearts filled with wonder, with, with desire to come to know him even more, 
We thank Our Lady for the gift of saying yes, but more so that we may welcome him into our hearts, that we may welcome him fully, more fully, that we may honor him, that we may worship him when he comes into our hearts, whether spiritually or especially sacramentally, where he's with us, that we may honor him, that we may love him, tell him that we want to be with him, Tell, we should tell him that we want to love him always, to be faithful to him, protect, so that he may protect us from, from craziness, stupidity, whatever it may be, lack of attentiveness. That's the gift of our faith. And we have to confront because the world today really is in very difficult shape. And that's why we, we have to carry God in us to places where we work, to places where we are. We have to carry God so we can sanctify that the Lord can radiate his love through us and the, the world in which we are, which we have, the brokenness, the violence, the war, everything that's there. We have to bring again that greatness of, of the gifts of God through prayer, through fidelity, through worship. Above all, that we may love him without, without limits allowing ourselves to be filled with God so that he may do his will through us, in us, sanctifying, divinizing us, so we destined for glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.